Hello, this is Amber and welcome to today's podcast. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. This podcast channel is here to assist you on your journey to self-knowing, to growth, to empowerment. I'm a Reiki master teacher, shamanic practitioner, energy healer and teacher. And a lot of my work is focused on core wound healing, life purpose, empowerment, manifestation, abundance and sacred union. I take my inspiration from the world around me, the wonderful, amazing people who come and see me for assistance in their life and my own personal life journey to Gnosis. The website, again, is sacredspacehealing.org. Welcome. So, welcome to this podcast today where I want to shine a light on this idea uh, of failing at life. Someone said to me many years ago, someone I'd met in a work situation, and you know, this individual was one of the most charming people you would ever meet, friendly, positive. Uh, everyone loved this guy, right? He's one of those people everyone loved. And then You'd come out of the work situation, you know, you'd clock off, if you like, and and then he would reveal who he really was. And he had some of the most horrific views about women, uh, people in his life, about how people looked. He judged women on how they looked solely. So if you weren't attractive to him as a woman, you didn't really, you didn't have much value. And he judged his friends um, on what they'd achieved. He saw himself as very successful. And I guess by in a lot of ways he was very successful financially. Um, and he judged his other people in his life based on how much they'd achieved, you know, how much money they had, how well-known they were, uh, how powerful they were. And he told me a story about a friend of his. So he uh, he was friends with this, this guy he'd grown up with. And they, they ended up living together in this house. Uh, he owned the house and the friend rented a room there. And his friend had decided that he wanted to be in a relationship, basically. And it wasn't happening in a big city. And so he was going to move. Uh, he found a job that was closer to where he'd grown up, so his home town. And he was going to move home and start this new job uh, and just see what it brought him. He just thought, you know what, I just, I need a change of scene, I need things to be different in my life. So he wanted to shake things up a little bit. And he'd got himself a flat, and he'd got this job, and so on. And as it got closer and closer to the time to move, something happened, I can't quite remember what now, but either the flat fell through, or the job fell through. But see, now he'd left his, he'd moved out, he'd, he'd handed in his notice, he no longer had this room in this house, he'd given up his job um, in his current city, and he had no choice but to move to this other city. But everything that he planned, you know, to have the flat and to have the job in the new city had fallen through. And I remember this guy saying to me, like telling me everything that was happening. And I went, oh, my God, that's awful. You know, what's he going to do? And he said, well, he's going to go anyway, because he really wants to be in a relationship. And he just doesn't feel that it can happen in this city. And I said, I think that's a really beautiful thing. Like, he's probably going to meet the love of his life. If it's not in this city, it'll be on the train or it will be somewhere else. But he's making the move. He's taking a risk for something that his heart really believes in. And he wouldn't do it just like that. He's doing it because there's a calling. Me coming at it from like a spiritual perspective. 
And this guy turns around to me and he laughs and he says, he's just failing at life. He's one of those people that's just failing at life. And he said it with such surety. It kind of, um, in some ways, it kind of stuck a bit of a, a, a dagger in me. I just thought, oh, God, what does that mean to be failing at life? How are you failing at life? The fact that you wake up every day breathing and and contribute to the world in some way means that you're you're part of life. But what does it mean? What does it mean to say that we're failing at life? How do we win at the game of life? I think there are people in this world who see life as a game. That we're here to play by certain rules, and if we play by those rules, then we'll succeed, we'll win, we'll be rewarded. And then there's others who will say, I have no idea what the game is, I don't even know what the rules are, and I'm not sure I've won anything, <laughs> you know? And I think for a very long time, that was true. Uh, very true, that there is a game, you know, and there's books out there about the game of life and how to play it. In fact, I think that's probably a book title. Um, but I think things are changing now. I think enough people are realising that the game, in inverted commas, of life isn't an isn't an actual thing, as in it wasn't decreed by a higher power. It's not God-given. It's something that has been created by man. But at some point, man came along and said, this is how society will function. We will make sure that these are the institutions that are in place, the ones that we know about, the ones that we don't know about, the covert ones, the ones that are um, readily accessible to us. These are the institutions that will exist within society or different societies and create the infrastructure for how life works within that society. These are the rules that we will give you for those societies. And as long as you follow those rules, these are the things that you will be rewarded with or this is how you will be punished, right? And every society, every community has created that infrastructure. But it's not universal, as in it has some universal truth to it but it also has a lot of misdirection and darkness uh, woven into it. And we, we know it's not universal because we can see that there are societies, communities in the world where they operate in many different ways. So I believe there's an island somewhere, uh, I think it's an island, um, where all of the women are allowed to have as many husbands as they want. Right. So this whole kind of idea that a man can have as many wives as he wants has been turned on its head. And it's the women who have their harem, their male harem. Um, there, there are communities where cannibalism is part of their society. There are communities where incense is part of their society. Um, there are communities where piercings and um, body markings are part of their society. Right. So there are communities around the world, those that we know of that are kind of recognised or well-publicised, as well as those that we don't know of that happen behind closed doors with their secret ways of being, as well as those that we just don't know about because there's parts of the world that have managed to stay very removed from um, from the mainstream. You know, there's uh, communities and tribes that want to maintain their way of being and they've remained untouched by, if you want, in inverted commas, Western civilization, and they have their own rules. So in their community, their rules are set up in a certain way, uh, but their, their ways might be different from the rules that are set up in a city or in a country. 
Therefore, how can we possibly be failing at anything when the rules that have been set up are not universal? The rules that have been set up have been set up by individuals. And when we realize that, we realize that we can change the rules, that we can make our life be anything that we need it to be in order to feel that we are succeeding within the constraints or the confines or the boundaries of those uh, limitations. We live our life according to rules that have been set for us. And we get told that if you do this, if you have this amount of money in your bank, if you look like this, if you dress like this, if you socialize in these places, if this is your body weight, if this is your skin color, if this is your sexuality, then you are succeeding at life, then you are trendy, that you are popular, that you are successful. And if you are these other things, that you're unsuccessful. But that's just a series of rules that have been imposed on us. And some of them have come uh, watered down from organized religion. Uh, some of them are distractions. Some of them are rules of the darkness. And some of them are there, put in place, to keep us limited, to keep us small, to keep us in fear, to keep us in competition. And we know this because if we look at different societies around the world, different cultures, different tribes, we see that they all have their own way of operating and there isn't a universal way. So the purpose of this podcast is to shine a light and to say, if you ever feel that you're failing at life, you ain't failing at anything. You know, what are you failing at? You're failing at following the rules that someone else has told you you need to follow. Well, create your own rules. Create your own definition of success. In the example that I give at the top of the podcast... I hope that this guy who travelled left everything behind and went to a new city with no guarantees to stay in his old childhood bedroom at his mum's place, I hope that he found the success and the happiness that he was looking for, that he wasn't failing at anything. He was judged by his friend who was caught in the matrix, who was busy trying to promote himself and look a certain way and have X amount of money in the bank and only date certain types of women who looked a certain way. This guy left behind everything that he knew and went into the unknown because he was looking for love. I know who's succeeding more at life in that scenario. It's the one that is following their heart and their integrity. It's the one that's seeking something that outlives our bank balances, that outlives um, our trendy watches and, and, the, and whatever happens to be of trend in the moment. Love outlives all of that. And to seek love, to, to pursue it, to, to, to crave it, to want it, to want to build a family with someone, to want that union is a beautiful thing. And yet in the eyes of, of someone else who was caught in the matrix, he was seen as failing at life. There's no such thing as failing at life if you're following what makes you happy. I often get this from uh, newbies in the spiritual field or people who perhaps they go on the website or they see my work and they think, oh, what you do is really wonderful, I want to do it too. And then they think, oh, I want to be a healer, I want to be a teacher, blah, blah, blah. And I always say to people, I never went into this work to be a healer and a teacher and to, or to be a guru or to have a podcast channel or any of this, you know, there's been some amazing stuff that's happened. I've had write-ups in magazines, I've had... Um, I've won awards. My healing work has won awards um, for three, four years running now. I don't really massively talk about it, uh, sometimes post about it. Um, the podcast channel attracts thousands of people. It's got millions of listeners uh, cumulatively. I get wonderful feedback uh, from the episodes. But that wasn't, 
I didn't sit down one day and say, how can I succeed at life? I know, I'll do this. I followed what made me happy. You know, one day I picked up a microphone and I recorded stuff. And as I always say in my podcasts, I keep it real. I have no marketing agency around me. I'm not trying to sell anything. You can hear birdsong in the background. You can hear doors slamming or you can hear, you know, if it's hot, the fan is on or um, the phone goes or that you can hear the washing machine. Like, it's all very real. I keep it real because I get inspired and I want to write something or I want to say something and I want to share it with the world and I do. And I like the spontaneity of that because it doesn't tie me into the matrix of will this succeed. And the moment I start to think, oh, if I do this, it might lead to this is death, really. You have to do the things that excite your soul. And in that is success. In that is succeeding at life because we are here to live happy, fulfilled complete lives. We're here to experience joy and love and positivity and creativity. But if we're pursuing these man-made ideals of success, we're always going to feel like we haven't achieved enough. We're never going to take a risk. In the example that I give of these two men at the start of the podcast, you know, one guy gave up everything and moved houses, moved cities to find love. And this other guy, you know what? He wasn't even able to show if he was attracted to someone, he couldn't even say it. He couldn't, he couldn't even say to that person, I'm attracted to you. He, he would show them their, his Instagram uh, page and say, look at how many followers I have. Like he took his, he needed the world to tell him that he was successful in order to feel successful because he had bought into this matrix programming that our success is dependent on succeeding in life and success in life looks like this. And his friend, his childhood friend, had thrown all of that up in the air and said, no, success for me is going to be marriage and kids and a family and love and union, and I am going to throw everything up in the air that tells me that at my age I should have a house and I should have this and I should be living my life like this, and I'm going to move into my mum's spare room and I'm going to follow what makes me happy. And I, I have no idea what happened to either of these individuals now, but I really hope that the person that guy that decided to give it all up for love found what he was looking for because he followed his truth he followed his heart so if you ever feel that you're not succeeding at life I'm shining a light on this to say that there's no such thing the only way you're not succeeding at life is if you're not living your truth meaning if you're in a job that you hate and you could leave and there are options to leave but you don't out of fear or um, because the job has great status and you worry that if you take a, another job, you won't have so much status or you'll lose the company car or something, right? The only way you're not succeeding at life is you're, if you're in a relationship that makes you unhappy and you could leave. And it's possible and the opportunities are there, but you choose not to because, I don't know, because it's easier, because you like the house that you both share, because your mates like your partner, you know, for reasons that are not life or death. The only way you're not succeeding at life is if you're not doing the things that make you happy. You've always wanted to paint or dance or sing or write um, or climb a mountain or, uh, I don't know, foster kids or foster animals. And you've not done it because what? Because you worry what your family will think, what your friends will think, or there's not enough money in it. You know, you're only failing at life if you're doing what you're told to do by the matrix, by the... By the people that you think are more powerful than you. You create your life according to your rules, just like the island that I mentioned where the women are allowed to have as many husbands as they want. The harem is a male harem. Now, we don't have that universally. 
but they've created a life that works for them. You create a life that works for you. And then you succeed or fail within the parameters of that. But you see, you can never fail at it because if it's not working for you, you change it. If you don't like the people that you do business with, if you don't like the relationships that you have, if you don't like the way that um, you know your health is going or you don't like what your finances are doing, you have the power to change that. You're not failing at anything. You're just not taking enough ownership and control and seeing the opportunities that are out there. And, you know, there are many reasons why people do that. Our society is set up to keep the 1% in power and the rest limited, feeding the 1%. And one of the ways it does that is by feeding us false notions of success and by tying us up in distractions that success equals the expensive watch that we're wearing or the followers that we have on Instagram um, or the number of people we've slept with or, you know, how chiseled our cheekbones are. That's not the definition of success, not really. It doesn't last the sands of time. Success is what is feeling and burning and moving through you. It's love, it's joy, it's contentment, it's kindness. It's a feeling of completion within you. And that happens when you do the things that make you happy. In the example at the top of the podcast, you know, the guy who was obsessed with how women look and so on, to his credit, did a lot of things that made him happy. You know, he, he did very sort of, often they were childlike things, fantasy football and stuff, but it made him happy. So he did have an idea of how to pursue success in his life, both holistically and physically. But it was often the kind of physical world stuff that took over more than the more spiritual or emotional side of success. I wouldn't say that he was massively succeeding emotionally, um, because he was without a relationship, even though he craved one, and he put up all these barriers because he didn't want to get hurt again. So there was there was stuff going on there, you know, there was fear going on there. And he had plenty of opportunities in his life where he could have turned his back on the Matrix and pursued love, but he chose the Matrix, because the Matrix was never going to let him down. The thing about the Matrix is, the way that, the way that our society is built up is that it's never going to change unless we move away from it or find ways to create something different, right? It's set up in a certain way. And so as long as we follow the rules of it, we can succeed. It's like, a, um, uh, it's like an equation. But we have to keep following those rules. And the thing is, the rules are going to keep changing. And at what point are we going to say these are not rules that I want to follow anymore? Like what nth degree do we go to to keep following those rules in order to succeed? And we're seeing that already now, how willing people are to hand over their civil liberties, to hand over their health, to hand over their kind of um, self-determination in order to fit in to society. But we create our own societies. And if you're not happy with the way your microcosm is working at the moment in your life, you can change it. And you can define what success means to you. So yes, and I give the example of, as a healer, you know, people saying that they want to do this, they want to do healings or podcasts or whatever. You know, I never went into it for that reason. I just went into it because I enjoyed it. And anytime I don't enjoy it, I stop. And I stopped the podcast for a while because I didn't enjoy them. I felt that people were feeding off me and it was all becoming a bit toxic. So I stopped. And now I've come back with the new energy and there's new things I want to talk about. You know, and so that's that energy of joy creates more of it around us and it attracts more of it to us. So please never feel that you're failing at life. <laughs> There's no such thing. We all have days like that where we compare ourselves and comparison is death. And I think with the explosion of social media and 
an online activity, it's so easy to go on someone's social media page and see that they've, you know, just got married or had a baby or won loads of money or gone on holiday or they look amazing in a bikini or whatever, right? It's so easy. And then to look at yourself and think, oh, well, I don't have that. I don't have that thing that they have. Um, I think creatives do it a lot. Uh, they go on social media to make connections and then it's terrible. It's like a death for them because they're saying, oh, so-and-so got that job and got that promotion and got that opportunity and why didn't I? But if you just focus on doing your work, your life to the best of your ability and don't compare yourself, you'll probably find a lot more contentment and you'll feel really successful. Um, and if you feel it, then you are. I mean, how did we ever manage before social media? You know, like gossip, I suppose, chatting over the garden fence. But it's, it's the same thing. It's just that it's like there's someone constantly in your home or in your bag <laughs> telling you what just happened down the road. You know, it's fine to indulge in a little bit of gossip if you want every now and then. But we've literally got it 24-7 and it's not healthy. It's not healthy to be bombarded with the stories of others that we don't know and the stories of others that we do know. Because of course we're going to compare ourselves. And on top of it, we then have that bombardment on our TV screens, in cinemas, radio, music, and so on. It's just not healthy. So try it as a practice to define your own ideas of what success are. And maybe success for you is money in the bank, a savings account. Maybe success for you is great friendships. Maybe it is that promotion. Maybe it is world domination. You know, maybe it is fame and fortune. I don't know. But define it for you, and it needs to feel authentic for you. So many people these days want to be famous for no reason, just because they think it's going to give them something, or they want to be like that healer, or like that writer, or that actor, or whatever. But what, what is success for you? And the final point on that is, you know, the images that we see of success are images. You don't know what it took for that person to get there what they sacrificed, what they gave up, what grief they went through, uh, what games they played, who they manipulated, who they bribed, who they slept with. You just don't know. If you want to live your life the way they did, there's still no guarantee that you would get to where they did because it's down to the individual. It's down to their life path. This is why I love the life purpose work so much that I offer because when you're in alignment with your purpose you always feel successful. You know, um, sometimes I put the disconnect, put the phone down, um, log off from a call with the client, and it's gone really well, you know. it's um, Maybe we, we hit some rock, rocky patches, but they made a breakthrough. And I literally log off and do a happy dance. I literally do. I literally fist pump and do a happy dance and go, yes, so happy, love my work. Every day isn't like that, and I don't base my success on are my clients cured, you know, have they healed their trauma. It's it's on the feeling of did I make a difference today? Did I help someone today? Did I inspire someone today? You know, did I say, did I speak my words of truth today? Did I create today? Did I feel joy today? Did I feel life move through me today? Everything else is kind of irrelevant, you know, it's not about the latest watch or the latest anything, but it's very easy for us to get caught up in that matrix. But more and more and more, I can't express this, impress this enough. It's vital for us to move away from that 
as ways of being in the world, of, of way, as ways of viewing ourselves and to find more simplicity. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. You can also find uh, me on social media. <laughs> I'm there. Uh, you can find um, The Sacred Space Healing on Instagram and also there's a, a Facebook page. Uh, I'm more on Instagram than on Facebook and there's more information on Insta than there is on Facebook and there's also a Twitter page but you can again find that on the website. There's the podcast channel that you can follow on iTunes or Spotify and then there's also the YouTube channel that you can follow although some of the content on there is a bit dated. Um, if you would like to show your appreciation for the work, for me, for the podcasts, for any of it, donate to appreciate, head over to the website sacredspacehealing.org uh, go to the home menu, there's a drop-down menu and you can donate as much or as little as you feel called to. Everything goes back into creating more free content and to assisting those that need it at this time. Wherever you are on your journey, I wish you so much love, joy, peace, abundance and success. Until the next time.